Welcome to Words of Wisdom Podcast. I'm Minerva Maharaj, a former NBA Toronto Raptors dancer turned certified spiritual life coach, author, and founder of Goddess of Wisdom Spiritual Life Coaching. Each week, I'll be bringing you practical spiritual tools, tips, meditations, and interviews with powerful thought leaders. My intention is to bring you one step closer to the life you've been dreaming of. If you are joining us for the first time or have been a loyal follower, I thank you for being here. There is something in you calling out for more, so it's not by accident you've landed here. Now, let's get connected to the beautiful life that awaits you. Welcome everyone to another episode of Words of Wisdom. I'm your host, Minerva Maharaj, and this month I have a very special lineup for you. I will be sharing with you my best kept secrets, and those are the thought leaders and mentors and coaches that have helped me reach my impossible, that helped me take my business and my life to the next level. So I'll be sharing with you some very special people that I've had the privilege to work with. First up, I have Lisa Berkowitz. Lisa Berkowitz has bridged the business and spiritual worlds for over 20 years as an MBA and former high-level project manager for Fortune 500 companies and the World Economic Forum, and now master-level coach to the executives and entrepreneurs. She has extensive experience drawing out the life's work, leadership style, and soul-level business decisions of some of the world's most visionary and accomplished leaders, and do so with less stress, more flow, and in deepest alignment with who they are and why they're on this planet. Yes, you do. She is the author of the upcoming book, Let Soul Lead. Learn more about Lisa and her integrated approach to soul-led businesses at lisabrokovitz.com. Thank you so much, Lisa, for being here. Thanks, Minerva. I'm so excited to be with you. Well, I always speak highly of you and, you know, we, I've had the honor to work with you and I just wanted to share you with the world and your soul and your gifts. So thank you so much for being here. Um, so I want to start off with, can you share with us a little story of what made you discover business and spirituality? What made you combine the two? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it was my own journey, right? As we, the saying goes, we teach what we most need to learn. And it was really my own quest. I was looking for that union myself. I'd come out of the corporate world and I, I had a great experience in the corporate world. It was you know, some people don't have such a great experience. I did. I had, a, I had great jobs. I got to travel. I did a lot of cool stuff. But when my spiritual life started to get more and more important to me, I, I had a, a heartbreak and that's what kind of cracked open my spiritual life. I was already into personal development. So I was on that like growth track. I always wanted to grow and learn. And so I was already on that track and I had my heart broken and that's what cracked open my spiritual path. Someone gave me a, just the perfect book that just like the whole trajectory opened up. Yeah. And so I ended up on a retreat in Costa Rica, which was a spiritual retreat. I didn't even know how spiritual it was going to be. It was just called the self-mastery retreat. And I'm like, I'm there, I'm going yeah. to the jungle. And, um, <laughs> and, yeah. it, and in, in that retreat, I got this vision. I was downloaded, like literally just saw this very clear vision of myself teaching, traveling, mm -hmm. helping to raise human potential on the planet. I didn't really know what that meant, mm -hmm. but I got the directive, quit your job. Mm -hmm. And I did right away without really any plan, just this like knowing. Mm -hmm. 
And so it was really after that, that this sort of chapter of how do I combine my passion for spirituality and what my soul's guiding me to do with what I'll be doing next? How do I get paid to do what I love was just one simple question I kept asking myself. And I didn't realize in asking that question, how do I get paid to do what I love? I didn't realize that the getting paid was the business part. The what I love was the soul part, Mm. spirituality. And so it was just a super simple question, but it's evolved and bloomed over the years into what I do now. and, And I've embraced so much more the, the really the fundamental purpose that I have to marry business with spirituality that I believe we're mm-hmm. here to fulfill a certain purpose and that business, or if, even if you don't own your own business, if you, whatever work you do, that it be an expression of the soul, that there's something in you that no one else can bring, but you. And so the two naturally go together. It's organic. Yes. So it was really my own quest, my own search for how I could be in alignment and integrity in those two worlds combined. Yes. And I heard you say something so important that I feel like a lot of people struggle with is, so I have two questions. Mm -hmm. The first one is what place do you need to be in in order to receive that download? So what place were you in to receive that download? Mm -hmm. And what does it take to follow through with that download? Yeah, great questions. I'm a really big believer in readiness. So when you say, what place do you need to be in? I think it looks different for different people or my experiences. It, 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 it could be something very um, challenging that happens that, oh, you know, when, when, you, when you kind of are looking for answers, something difficult has happened, you lose your job or someone gets sick or you get sick or like some pretty significant life event. And then there's this, this door that opens to, to other solutions, to mm-hmm. other ideas. So it can be something very significant, or it could be just a, 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 an, a dis-ease, an unease, a, a feeling something's not quite right. It can be very gentle, it can be like a little like sort of knock on the door. I don't know, I'm waking up and I'm doing the thing I've always done, but it doesn't quite feel like it used to. There's this like slower dawning of awareness mm-hmm. that starts to arise. So it, so there's no one way. Right. Everybody kind of just has to realize where they're at and listen for what questions are arising or what feelings are arising, what natural inquiries are arising or what has life brought that's been so challenging that, wow, I, I, I better be paying attention here. So I think the awakening can be very different Um, But what does it take to actually receive? That's why I say the word readiness is so important. Like, even though you might get this sort of sense, something's, something's changing, or I need, there's something else, something going on here. Mm -hmm. Until you're really ready to get the download, until you're really ready to make a change, Mm -hmm. that could be a while. Um, So, and I see that with people, you know, I I learned a long time ago, never to pull someone along into the kind of work that I do with people, never, never pull someone along because people even say they want to change, but they're not ready to change. Amen. Yeah. So that's the answer to the first question, or just the way that it sort of comes through you right now to answer that question. The second part is what does it take to follow through? Um, That's why the readiness is so important. What it takes is 
enough of a sense of, I want something different. Mm -hmm. There has to be enough of a vision or, or a desire for something different that pulls you forward. Yes. Because otherwise, because the journey requires quite a lot. <laughs> we yeah. both know, right? <laughs> yeah. We both know the journey requires like for, to make that kind of a change, yes. um, to navigate through the things you need to face inside yourself, the difficult conversations you might have to have with loved ones to deal yeah. with disapproval. Some people don't want you to change. Mm-hmm. Don't think, don't agree with maybe you start to think about a change in career or questions in your relationship with your significant other and maybe things need to change up there and and you need to voice things more and that causes an upset or discomfort right so could again could look really different depending on the situation Mm -hmm. um but the follow-through is really only going to happen if there's enough of a why yeah I like that and you're so right in terms of like even the clients, and I'm sure you experience this, but especially me, we feel like we can help everyone at the beginning. But the real change, the people who experience the most transformation are those who are truly ready. And there's a lot of people, it's like that quote that says, everyone wants the success, but they don't want to do the hard work, right? They want the end result. And they may think they're ready, but are they truly ready? And when you have that crack open moment or that rock bottom, whatever you want to name it, that it's that opening that's like, okay, I'm serious now. This, this, I call it like, it's like, it's snapped within me, like a click within me. Like, okay, now we're like rubbing gears here. We're going to get this done. And I do notice that with like all my clients, the ones who experience the most transform, the most shifts are the ones who are truly ready. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then the second part that you were saying, is just so good. Everything that you were just saying that, it's, I, I was just actually telling this to my group coaching um, clients that, you know, it's even though you're going through this transformation to achieve your goal, you're impossible. It's not going to be just a slide down the rainbow. It's going to be uncomfortable. That icky stuff's going to come up. You got to face those shadows. It's going to be uncomfortable. Have those uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversations with loved ones, be judged, feel, you know, your experience, all those things, but that's all part of following through with whatever downloads and going through the season of change, would you say? Absolutely. And that, you know, like you just said about, you know, the stuff's going to come up. That's the nature of it. So set an, if you set an intention, if you hold a vision, everything that doesn't match that has to surface so that it can be looked at and evaluated and consciously chosen as okay this is how it's been but i'm choosing something different and that that reckoning it's it's a you know it's maybe a bit of a strong word but that's the word that comes it's there's a reckoning with who who i've been before now and how i've been doing things mm-hmm. so okay i want to get here but i can't i can't fulfill that vision being the person i was before now yes so it's very yeah. uncomfortable because sometimes unconscious things we didn't even know were there arise, whether it's things we've inherited from our family, our lineage, old ideas, old ways of doing things, old heartbreaks need to be felt because you want to move into more joy and fulfillment and expression. Well, then you're going to have to look at, well, why aren't you as expressed right now? 
where are you stopping your voice? Right. Like there's so many, again, it depends on the person right? Um, in terms of what's going to come to the surface, but it's, it's organic. It's a natural part. It's like a dirty glass, pour water in, you pour water in, pour clean water in. Right. And like yeah. the, the dirt needs to come to the surface. And I don't mean yeah. dirt in a judgmental way. It's not, we're all doing the best we can. It's just, yes. Things operating out of awareness need to be yeah. surfaced. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part of the stepping into the fullness of who you are. It's to clear out the, I know what you mean, like the dirt, the shadows, like allow all of that stuff that's hiding in the back of the corners of your mind needs to come out. You need to, you can't just, you know, I always have different analogies, but you can't plant new flowers on like a, a, a bed of weeds right? So it's, it's going to come up. It's got to come up and you want it to come up. So when you are going through that, there's so many words for it, like that shedding, that reemergence of stepping into the true being, the soul being of who you are. Talk to me how, and I love your, your logo, like even what your book is named, let soul lead. How do you get through that. And I'm assuming soul has a role in that. How do you, so talk to me a little bit about that, letting soul lead during that yeah. time. Yeah. I like to use the analogy sometimes of when you switch operating systems in a computer, when you, if you were using a PC and you went to go use a Mac, you're on, which I went through that. I use PCs always when I was in my corporate life. And once I had yeah. left at some point, I decided I wanted to switch to Mac. It was a different operating system. I had, right. to, I had to relearn some things. Um, and I use that analogy quite often. It's just a simple one to understand that the way I was functioning before when I was in my corporate life, just kind of doing my thing was very much the PC way. My I have a very powerful mind. Super. I was always good in school. I learned quickly. My mind got me a lot of success and mm -hmm. not to villainize the mind, but the, but the analogy is more like, okay, the PC way is we have a world that we live in right now, certainly in the Western, you know, North America, Europe, the Western part of the world where the mind is like exalted as the BLN doll, you know, intelligence, right. mental intelligence. Right. But it has limitations. It can get you places in the way things are set up in the world. But when my spirituality started to blossom, I realized that there was a whole other way of operating mm -hmm. that was likened to this switch to, to, a, to, to a Mac, different operating system. How do I hear what my soul is saying? How do I trust it? And how do I act on its guidance instead of what my mind is telling me to do. So that's the fundamental difference in operating system. Right. And I had a lot to unravel. And, that, and I mean, that's what I support many others in is that fundamental shift, how to let go of the fear, the control, the, the, the mind's attempt to keep us safe, right? My mind's trying to keep me safe doing it. It's got, you know, there's the inner critic voice. There's the yeah. logical voice. There could be the voice of like family members in there trying to like, you know, direct yeah. things, but letting soul lead is coming from a totally other place. Yeah. And that means I had to learn to slow down and get quiet. Mm -hmm. uh, took me, took me some time to actually meditate 
which can look for different for different. You don't, you can walk in the forest and be meditating, right? It doesn't have to be exactly. like sitting with your eyes closed. So yeah. if they meditate loosely, right? But I had yeah. to learn to listen deeper. Yeah. And there were different ways. So for me, meditation, I did, I did adopt a meditation practice. I started to do a lot of yoga, which was really great for my body. I loved it. Hot yoga has always been great for me. Danced mm. a lot, nature time a lot, um, physical touch. So, you know, going for massage um, there. So I had to learn my own repertoire of things mm-hmm. that would help me to more easily hear my soul, trust right. it, doing fun things just having a fun day traveling for me is a way to tap into my soul. So all of these things I'm saying are just different ways to tap into the soul and my soul's truth and my soul's knowing. And I, I went through this journey and I continue to be on this journey of how I can more and more let my soul be the, be the guide Mm-hmm. rather than the mind. So I, I, I often say too, like soul as CEO, mind as COO, because the mind operated as CEO for a long time. Mm-hmm. It was the one that made all the decisions. Mm-hmm. But through, through that journey of changing operating systems and learning how, it, how to more easily access what my soul was telling me, mm-hmm. it's like it's got its own language. And right. every single one of us has our own connection to our, you say, so I use the word soul. I don't care what you call it. Higher mm-hmm. self. You mm-hmm. can call it your future self, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever you want to call it. There's an aspect of each of us that has a bigger picture mm-hmm. that's connected to the bigger picture that knows why we're here. That's how I view it anyway. Right. So if anybody yes. who would resonate with me would have a similar type of worldview. Yeah. yeah. Right? So yeah. So when I say soul or higher self, you know, that are each of us has that aspect of us that speaks in a different language than the mind. Yes. Sometimes you can drop in a th- like have a, a, an inspired thought drop in. That could be the soul speaking. So it's not that it never comes through the mind, but there's a difference in the quality of thought. Yes. There's a difference in the energy of the thought when it's an inspired thought versus yeah. a controlling thought or a protectionist kind of thought. So that was my, so that's, that was, that's how I would sort of say that, like answer your question to say, we each have a soul. We each have to understand how our soul speaks to us and, Mm -hmm. and it's up to us to make it a priority to listen to it. And, and then what do you do with all, excuse me, all the other stuff, you know, when the mind is chattering and controlling and you're hearing everybody else's point of view in your head and it's trying to stop you from doing what the soul is telling you to do. So that's the work. Yeah. Hearing the soul more fully. And what do you do with everything else? Yeah. That's resistance. Yeah. Yeah. And that there really is a stark difference between the mind and the soul's mind, the soul. So you did tap in a little bit of like, the mind is like controlling, is there for safety, for, you know, survival. Can you just maybe um, draw the difference, the contrast between when it it is soul speaking versus when it's your mind who's taking the lead? Is there some some qualities. What's the quality differences there? Yeah. uh, Also a great question. I have found that the soul always lends a sense of peace. There's like a calming effect of when something comes from the soul, it, it it will never feel scary. It will never Mm -hmm. criticize. Mm -hmm. It will never um, coerce. 
it's more just there's a quality of expansiveness mm-hmm. of ease of knowing of soothing of rightness mm-hmm. um sometimes you know if, if you're in tune with your own body sensations you can feel sensations in the body a tingling a warmth in the heart so there there are a number of ways but the but generally speaking you will always I have found always feel a sense of relaxation of of a good just a good feeling (laughs) however you describe a good feeling I can always soothe you yeah the mind when it's controlling. Now I, I wanted to also just say as a, you know, as a, as an important point of distinction, it's not to villainize the mind. The mind has such an important, it's, it's when it's doing its right job, when it's servant to the soul, well, that the mind is how we navigate this reality. We need it, right? Yes. But we want it to work at its optimum and we get really crap training mm-hmm. on this planet <laughs> for how to best yeah. use the mind. Yes. So this is kind of like, it's a relearning process. Yeah. So so not to villainize the mind, but when the mind is not in its right role and it's operating from a place of control and fear and defensiveness and separation, mm-hmm. then the qualities there are more like there's a feeling of contraction. There might be fear. Uh, again, body sensations. You might notice a clenching in your gut or a tightness in the chest, closing of the heart. There's mm-hmm. might be tension, you know, tension in the neck and shoulders, headache, like there, it can come through the body, but just even emotionally, it just don't feel good. Yeah. Don't feel good. Yeah. You know, so one will always make you feel better and make your, your body feel good. Yeah. And, um, the old controlling mechanisms of the mind will yeah. have that contracting fear-based yeah. effect. For sure. And that's exactly how I differentiate the two. If it's soul speaking, it's a very expansive light feeling. Yeah. And if it's the mind and the ego mind, it's very contracting. You could feel the difference and sense the difference in the two. Yeah. That was, I, I love how you just drew the difference there. So how can we lean into soul a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, firstly, just intend it. Mm-hmm. If it's important to you, if this is something, you know, for anyone who's listening, like if you want to be le- lead, le- um, leaning more into soul, first of all, just set it as an intention. Mm-hmm. And intention is so powerful. Like I really, really want to be more soul led. I really want to hear my soul more. I want to feel my soul more and just A, intend it and B, ask for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you can talk to your soul like it's a friend. It is your friend. It's you. It's not really a separation, but I like to see this process is our humanity and our divinity better integrating. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can seem that they're, they're operating separate and in conflict with each other. And what we yes. want is to integrate them better so that they're on, they're singing off the same song sheet Love and that. supporting each other. So, so when I say speak to your soul, it's almost like the human aspect that maybe has felt like you're doing it alone. you got a lot of question marks. You don't know what choice to make, or if there's a direction change you need to make. Right. So I'm talking to that human part saying soul self, I want to have a deeper relationship with you. I want to hear you more. I want your guidance more. I'm setting that intention now. Show me. So just ask, intend and ask ask for the guidance. Yes. And then other ways, um, it are just do more of what you love. 
more of what feels good. Like it's insane how we cut ourselves off from just like pure joy. Like the things you love, if you love to be out in nature, if you love, I gave example, I love hot yoga. I love great music, dancing. I, I love certain kinds of foods. Mm -hmm. I love, right. That really feel nourishing. Um, I like-minded people, you know, spend more time with your favorite people who make you laugh. There's so many ways you can lean into soul more Mm -hmm. by simply giving yourself permission to feel better more of the time. And what, what makes you feel better more of the time? How are you starting your day? I would say simple routines too. Um, Just, you know, what's your, what, what is your simple way to start the day that could connect you more with your deeper self Mm -hmm. can you uh, if you like to meditate meditate if you if it would feel great to you to get up in the morning put on a song you love and dance like that's a great way to you know but start the day and end the day with a way to connect yeah um simple simple things it's not rocket science (laughs) i have a saying that soul is simple yeah um it is. It's so simple. Only yeah. the mind makes things complicated. What, what makes things challenging is the undoing yes. of the patterns and habits that, of thought and feeling and action that have momentum to them. That's yes. the difficult part. Yes. Oh, you're so good. I just love every word you say is just like a melody to the soul. I just love it. Cause it's just, it is so true. Like the thing I tell my clients all this time, your only job is to feel good. Your only job is to what will make you feel expansive, light and free. And the old self, the conditioned self, the ego mind is like, I need to work harder. I need to do more. How do, and that's the complete opposite of like you're saying, soul is so simple. When you let soul lead, it's just about feeling good and expansive. And like, how fun is that? And how easy is that? Right. So good. And think, yeah, I mean, I'm so glad that you, you, you said that because people, when they start to make this choice, or even if you've been on the path a long time, I mean, I work with a lot of people who've been on the path a long time and are super wise. You are such a wise being of light, right? I myself, I'm on this path. I, I teach this stuff. I have to make these conscious choices every day. And so yes. does everybody that I work with, no matter how much you know, yes. the conditioning runs deep yes. about work harder if I rest, if I do this fun thing in the middle of the day, that somehow I'm irresponsible, I'm lazy, I'm Mm -hmm. guilty. Like that is deep programming that we all got. So true. We're all shining spotlights on like corners of the subconscious mind where those things still hang out because that's what we learned, whether it was directly from parents, family, whoever, or just in general, we see it all over the place. The conditioning is so pumped through every channel. Agreed. And it's just, that's why it's a lifelong learning journey. Like it's a a long, it's a lifelong journey of this expansion and clearing, relearning and, and unlearning. And it's like, you get quote unquote there. And then there's this this new shadow that emerges because it's so deeply ingrained in, in so many levels of us. So yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but you can always tell, you know, a thought just that comes to share is think about if you're, what energy are you contributing to the planet? If you think you need to sit and like labor away instead of getting outside in the sunshine for a beautiful walk right now that would relax your body and have you come back clearer, fresher, more creative, you might get an idea on your walk. Like 
who's contributing more to the planet? Yes. You know? Yeah. What, what energy are you contributing? We've got so much stress and so much fear, so, right, so much anger, so much intolerance. Yeah. Who's contributing more? Someone who's in, in that you know, same, same energy kind of fighting it? Yeah. Or someone who's cultivating the good feeling and bringing love, bringing peace, bringing perspective, bringing wisdom, bringing the ability to kind of hold a bigger space. Yeah. Um, it's a, for me, it's a, it's a, it's a simple little litmus test, you know, what am I contributing right now? Yeah, completely. Because it's the old conditioning and every, any, and I feel like anyone who's listening to this resonates with this because they want a new way. Obviously the old condition way of thinking, doing, working harder. That's the old, I believe the old wounded masculine way is not working anymore. And the, we're in a time and space where this consciousness is rising. And if that's, if it was working, it would be working. Do you know what I mean? You would be where you want to be. You'd be happy. You'd have quote unquote, everything you want, but there has to be another way. And that other way is the soul led way and taking that time to feel good, be an expansion, feel light, feel free, being in that soul space and leading from that place. Cause that's, what's really going to make a true meaningful impact in every aspect to the world, to your family, to your business in every way. Right. And, and if you think about it from an energetics point of view, I, I was a scientist in my undergrad. I would, thought I was going to go to medical school. Now I just do surgery another way. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, studied, I, did, yeah. I studied science. I studied science. Amazing. And physics was one of my favorite subjects. And if you look at it from a physics point of view, not that you need to know any physics, but just like very simple to understand if your energy is contracted and fearful, the only thing that can come to you through ideas or ways of doing things match that energy. Exactly. If you move yourself into a frequency of joy, of love, of peace, of, of expansiveness, what's going to happen? You're going to, from a physics point of view, just draw to yourself ideas that match. So the people who are in joy, in peace, in lightness, in, in harmony, are the ones bringing new solutions because mm -hmm. the solutions are at that different frequency. Yes. And goodness knows we need new solutions. Yes. And so that's how I think about all of us, right? So yeah. you bringing through all the ways that you serve, they come from your soul. They come from a higher place. They're, you're not mm -hmm. limited to what's come before. You're yes. always expanding because your vibration is always increasing. Yes. And that's, oh. that's the answer. That's the way out of the messes we've created. So true. The answer is always at a different vibration than the problem. Oh. The answer is always when you're at the soul level, the expansive light free energy of who you are. Oh, so good. You're so amazing. <laughs> um, before we go into, I want to do a little lightning round with you, but yeah. what are your last words? What do you feel, you know, to wrap up this conversation and feel complete what is, what are any last words you would like to share with our audience yeah this has been so great um i've loved every question and this whole conversation so thank you um last words the first thing that really comes to mind is your soul knows you always know what's right for you there is always the answer to every question inside yes. you so yeah. just cultivate that relationship with your soul and you will 
yes, it's a journey. Yes, we need to navigate the challenges that come up along the way, but with your soul in your pocket, so to speak, with your soul at your back, everything is, is navigatable. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for being here and for your beautiful energy, for you lending your soul, sh shining your soul on me, on our community here and everyone that you touch. We are so blessed to have you in this lifetime. Um, so let's do some rapid fire questions. So I'm just going to throw out five questions. And the first word that comes to mind, you just tell me. Okay. Okay. Don't okay. Worry. They're, they're really safe questions. So. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not worried. I'm not scared. <laughs> every, every time I, I throw this out, people are like, oh, no, what is she going to ask me? No, it's okay. Good. Here we go. First <clears throat> word that comes to mind. What's your favorite morning practice? Mm, meditation. What is your spiritual number or angel number? Do you see Four. a number? Four. <laughs> What's your spirit animal? Um, owl. Mm, me too. Okay, Hi, cool. Your favorite spiritual book? Uh, that's a tough one, but the first one that came to mind was The Power of Now. Yes, me too. And your favorite high vibe place on the earth, because I know you travel a lot. I do. It's funny that <clears throat> the first one that came to my mind was Bali. Although there have been also many, but that was the first one that came to my mind. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so yeah. much again. I love you so much. And for thank everyone who's that. listening, thank you for joining us. Be on the lookout for Lisa's new book that will be coming out in 2021. I, I'm putting it out there. It's 2021. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> is. You didn't tell me thank this you. happening, but be on the lookout for Let Your Soul Lead. And if you want to learn more about Lisa, please visit her site, lisaberkovitz.com. Love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody.